a special Christmas guest, Ian Guerin. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Sunday Night Army Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob, and thank you for joining me in another episode in the music series. And today is a Christmas music series episode with a fantastic friend of the show. But before we get to him, hit the link in bio, grab some merch, make some after Christmas special gifts, purchases, find the merch. Uh, There's cool the discounts on there in the link tree, the link in bio. Support the show. If you're listening, thank you. Have a great holiday. And here's an awesome episode. So right now, let's continue with the music series right here on the Sunday Night Army with a special guest, a friend of the show, the incredibly talented Ian Guerin. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, man. How are you? Thank you for having me today. Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Ian, I'm going to do a little quick recap for everybody who hasn't uh, listened to the show yet, who's going to listen for the first time. Quick recap of Ian Ian's career. Uh, and if I get some of this wrong, please correct me. Just throw in because there's so much. Ten awards, two albums, three UK number one singles, feature film song. Did I miss anything? No. <laughs> That's, I think I got it all. Ian's got it all covered. He's everywhere. So that's 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 yeah. the roundup of your career right there. That's perfect. Right. Right. Nah. It's been and, and most of those things all happened like in the last few years. Right. For for most of the beginning, nothing seems to happen. But you know, one one of the things that I've learned throughout is that for and this for everybody out there putting on the work on their dream, like um for the first few years, you'll work and work and work for free, of course. And you, you, you yourself, um, uh, you probably know this, right? You know, mm-hmm. you work for free, work a lot, and nothing seems to happen. Everything seems calm and styled and, you know, not moving forward. But one day, it, things, little stuff here and there just start popping up and things start moving. Mm-hmm. So most of the first years, you know, the first songs and the debut album and all that, they things weren't moving and all of the things that you mentioned now just have happened in the last like three to four years. Mm -hmm. So it's been an amazing ride since then. And it's gotten me to your show um, that, that first time that we were, that I was here and now, and I I just want to say, and this is off topic, but I just want (laughs) to say that I've been passing the Carol Baskin episode around with (laughs) everybody that I know, because it was so informative. I've heard it like five times. Oh just, man, I was, it was so amazing the way you got her to tell you the whole story in, in such a different light from what we saw in, in, in the documentary. And, and I appreciate that because that was my 100th episode. And you know what? I, 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 there's, um, it makes me very happy to you say that because there's a lot of other people copying the exact same episode in their own way. So I'm glad I was able to shine the light and lead the way in, in uh, research and information, which which makes me super happy. But you know what? You were on episode number 12 in this show. You were one of my first music series artists that I was able to feature on the show. Episode 12. I'm like episode 160, 170 right now. That's like almost two years ago because it's my two-year anniversary uh, this week of this show. You're episode 12, man. 
Like, I, I haven't need to go wow. back and listen to that crazy episode because there was amazing music on it. You get the whole history of Ian. Yeah, that was like episode 12, man. I can't believe it. I looked I looked it up today because I wasn't sure. I'm like, yep, 12. So far back. 12. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like it was yesterday. Like, I don't know if this has happened to you, but to me, this whole time, the pandemic, I think like the, I, I felt like time has really like flown by. Like to me, it's like we're already in December of 2021. Like that meme that says, you know, we're already in December of 2021. You please enjoy your life because it's really fleeting. <laughs> I feel that way. I feel that way. It's like in what moment? I and at the same time, so much stuff has happened since mm-hmm. the last time you had me on. Like mm-hmm. I went on this crazy adventure, most of it online. Which I've I've, I've said this a couple of times before, but. I, I I don't think that it's the moment to stop saying it. I, for me, 2020 was one of the most uh, successful years mm-hmm. because many of the shows that wouldn't regularly have me had me because all uh, uh, artists that were more developed than myself or that were, you know, headlining did not want to be on. And the shows were uh, transmitting from home and all that. So to me, it was very successful. I got chances that I think that I wouldn't have normally gotten that furthered my career a lot. Like I got to do a benefit concert around November of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Slash was there. Sir Patrick Stewart was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. Charlie Cena. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so like they weren't there, there. Nobody was there. It was online. And, but, you know, I got to share that credit with all of them. And I don't think that I would normally had that opportunity had not many artists, had many more artists been working at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you, you and I follow each other online and we keep track of what each other, uh, what we're all doing. Because I follow you, you follow me. We always interact online. And um, it's fantastic in the past year and a half to see what you've been up to. And I know you follow me because you send me messages all the time and you, you like my stories on Instagram, which is fantastic. Um, like how much still has uh, the lockdown, like, well, not, not lockdown, but by the pandemic, has it, um, you said it, grow, it grew your reach. What exactly did, uh, how much better did it make you as an artist just because of well, what's happening? I think that it made me, I don't know if it bettered me as a musician, but I think that it deepened me as a, as a, as a person. Like I got to think about, I, 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 this is a complicated, but a really great question. Cause I think that it, it deepened my senses. Like I mm-hmm. got to see things that I wouldn't normally be paying attention to on a deeper level and shine a light on stuff that really mattered to me as instead of others that I was focusing on before. Like before I was focusing so much on people understanding my songs the way that I wanted them to understand them, the way that the stories were written by mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted them, I wanted to tell my like my story through the songs and for people to understand that the way that I saw them and the way that I lived them. And, 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 you know, being in lockdown and having all this time to, you know, think and not be around many people and just um, 
live on a day-to-day with the same three or four characters made me understand that uh, I sometimes don't need to, uh, the first step was I don't need to love them the way I want to love them. I need to love them the way they need to be loved. And Mm -hmm. so that was like a portal opening for when I started working on the new record that I'm working now that, you know, I maybe, you know, if I'm doing a form of art, then I should stick to it as a form of art in the sense that I shouldn't be telling people how they're supposed to perceive it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just let them interpret. And I, it really affected my songwriting in a way that, and, you know, all the audience and you will, you know, will hear this in, in, in the track when the record is released next year. It's, I wouldn't call it ambiguous because it's deep. You know, mm-hmm. the stories are still deep. I like to create, I think I mentioned this the last time, but it's something that I like to keep really present, which is I like to write songs that have substance. Yes. I, I, I'm not one of those artists that just can't do, uh, you know, with one of those uh, club songs with <laughs> nothing on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't. Like, it's not in me. I respect the people who can and who like to do that because I believe that there is a space in the music industry for each and every one of us. So that's their field. But in my, in, in my, in my uh, view of things, I can't write a song. I don't feel like it's releasable if it's not uh, um, a composition of substance. Like I right. like it, to, I like it to tell a story. I like it to give a message, you know, but in this new record that I'm writing now, I think that it's more focused on on keeping it sim- simple in in words, mm-hmm. but deep in the vibe of it. Like I want people to not listen to the words just like I wanted it them in irreplaceable. I want people to get a vibe from it and feel mm-hmm. whatever they need to feel throughout that record. Like for the most part, I want them feel that they are free mm-hmm. or irreplaceable what i wanted to do is i wanted them to feel understood mm-hmm. i wanted them to know that there was someone out there feeling the same way that they were and that there was hope like that was the idea like you'll feel this way but i think we talked about this uh, the last time around when the album had just come out then and and i i feel the same way now like like I want them to feel like I wanted them to feel like okay this is rough now but there is hope and it'll it'll get better and with this new album I want them to feel free like your pain cannot bind you or define you or constrain you from anything like you can carry your pain and still feel happy and some people who I've talked to about this record and they're like you can't feel pain and feel and feel happy without pretending. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. It, I think that you can, but if you feel like you can't, then pretending is good enough because the brain is easily trickable. So pretending will cut it, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you pretend to be happy, you get so immersed in the feeling that you, you are happy, you know? So if that's good enough, you know, then that that she'll do, and that's what I've been trying to do with this word. Like, keep it simple in in a level where where the substance is the vibe of it all. So we will have to wait and see if if it turns out that way. I think it is, mm-hmm. but it's you know it, and that's a, a 
a premise that I've, ne I've never spoken about this before. So, but I think that this is a great moment to do it. And, and, and I appreciate you doing so. And uh, I do want to touch on the new album uh, later on in the show, because if it's anything like the last album, the one we talked about on the previous episode that I still have on Spotify repeat, it's, it's, just, it's just how it is. And it's on the playlist for the show. Um, if it's anything even close to that, it'll be terrific because uh, that album was all um, the, the storytelling in it made sense. You, it was relatable. And the way you describe it, if it's anything like that, it's going to be fantastic. So um, I, I definitely look forward to it. And I do want to get back to it in a little bit later on because um, there, there's something there. There's something there. But first, let's do what we are here to do today, because this is December. And as much as I, I love Christmas music and Christmas music in December, not November, like, unlike Mar your, uh, Mariah Carey releases, you know, November 1st, and she's, she's out and doing her thing on the radio. And it's great. Right. <laughs> you know, she's amazing. But uh, you have a Christmas song. And I knew right. you did, but right. I wasn't, and I wasn't like, um, you know, like I, it wasn't on my radar back then, but you keep posting. I'm like, oh, Ian Garen's got a Christmas song. Come on. So, so yeah. I, I had to ask you about it. So tell me, how did you come up with what, 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 first question, why two, uh, what was your idea behind it? Well, why the why is I always wanted to have a Christmas song ever mm -hmm. since I was little and I started recording demos. One of the first covers that I did for Christmas was a horrible recording that people can still find online, <laughs> <laughs> like just on YouTube. But it was Winter Wonderland, and I and I did that like with like a mashup that I found online. And it, you know, if you hear it, you you'll say I'm like it's not that terrible, but it, I felt like it wasn't what I was looking for but I wanted to record a Christmas song ever since I can remember because I wanted I felt like having a Christmas song makes you a 360 artist mm -hmm. in the sense that um, they used it like that and back in the 90s and 80s the labels they used to do Christmas records for the artists so that people would perceive them as whole you know that they could do many stuff aside from what they were what they were doing mm -hmm. specifically mm -hmm. so I had I, I had that premise clear ever since I was in high school, and I said one day I'm gonna do a kick-ass Christmas song. And so, when I was working on Irreplaceable, we were working we were specifically working um, on the Free Time record at that time, and uh, we were thinking on putting it out. And then I came up with this like idea, you know, it was around October, and I came up with this idea, you know. I'd love to. I'd love to have a partner who's just like my girl for the holidays. You know, <laughs> I'd love to have someone to share. And I remember having this very vivid memory of of this conversation that I had in college. That was before I dropped out, <laughs> um, with a friend of mine who uh, left the chocolate on this girl's windshield, and she said, you know would you like to go to the movies and go to the parties with me uh, during the holidays? And she never got back to him, but we were talking about wanting to have 
you know, someone who was there for the holidays. And mm-hmm. he told me, like, it doesn't even have to be a long lasting relationship. It just has to be for the moment. You know, it's horrible to go to all these events and have no one to attend with. Now I've changed my mind. I think that spending time with yourself, being your best friend is all, is amazing. Mm-hmm. But back then, I really desperately wanted to have that. And so when we were working around October, I said, you know, so Mariah has the, the All I Want for Christmas is You theme covered, right? Yes. And all of the rest of the artists have the, the reminiscing, the missing, you know, mm-hmm. the suffering, but you're not with me <laughs> on Christmas kind of vibe. And the other ones have the danceables, right? Right. Jingle Bell Rock and the Santa Baby and the mm-hmm. kinky one. So for the most part, every topic is taken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nearly, <laughs> so I yes. Like, yeah, like I can do, I can choose one of the ones that are already done and try to insert my own vibe into it. Or I can just give it a more thought and and create something that's, to me, unique, right? Mm-hmm. And so I figured, well, that I don't think that it's been covered. And maybe someone is going to write to you after listening to the show and say, no, it's been covered <laughs> before. <laughs> and they're going to send us a link and we'll know. But but um, to me, it was it, it wasn't seen that someone would write about having someone just for that period of time. So if if people listen to the words, it's like you know, it's a sad person that wants to be with someone so that they can have a more joyous time and you know flirt and go to the parties and just like the vain stuff if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it tells a hidden story where you'd wish that that person that you're with for the holidays is that one special someone that you've never been able to have. So that's why the, the hook says like, I never gave you up. Don't you think for just a second I gave you up? I didn't <laughs> and I won't, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's, but if I can have the one that I've been wanting to have for forever, then that would be great. But if not, I'll settle for anybody who just likes me and I like her back. Mm-hmm. or you know everybody mm-hmm. so i think it came out great because i it, it wasn't too serious about the music like i was definitely inspired by the mariah record by the, the by the michael buble record but i also mm-hmm. wanted to have like a gospel feel to it you know so i started listening to more christmas music by gospel artists like him and seeing how they made their tracks and how they were different and of course, you know, the big banders, Tony Bennett, and even right. the, the country. I, I listened to, to to Dolly Parton's record as well. And I said, well, we can't put all of the genres in one together. And my producer was like, ah, yeah, hell we can. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you hear the track, it has so many elements. It has a gospel moment. It has a rock moment. It has a pop moment. It has a country moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a holiday traditional, you know, song moment. But it, overall, it's very upbeat, and the idea is just to have a great time. And as I always say, you know, if anyone um, has been able to achieve this by listening to the song, you know, getting with someone just for the holidays, then I, I would love them to write me and tell me. Mm-hmm. So that was like the why, and um, and I rambled so much that I cannot remember what. No, you you actually part explained part two or in it. Yeah, <laughs> that, oh, was, okay. that was really good. <laughs> no, because you're right. It's it it fills in a void, and I think it's a fantastic track. 
And it really is uh, because uh, if you, you don't think about it until you hear it, like, yep, it, it does make sense. And I think we should have the audience hear it. So right, I let's, love that. Pl- let's play it for them right now. So here's Ian Guerin for the holidays right here on the Sunday Night Army. go that was for the holidays ian garen right here on the sunday night army we're still here talking about uh holiday music but there's a lyric video for this on youtube isn't there 
Right. It's a it's a lyric video that my dad made for me when when the track was still in demo stages, mm -hmm. and I liked it. I thought it was genuine and fresh. And my sister, who directs the rest of my videos, was very concerned with me not appearing in it <laughs> because she was like, "Oh, people are used to seeing you in the lyric videos by now." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Well, not everything has to be the same." And it. Thank you for bringing that up because. At first, she got me really worried that people weren't going to take it in because it didn't have me on it. But um, I've gotten a lot of great comments about it. They say that it's funky. They say that it's fun. So yes. I love that. And people go, can't, oh, one thing that's important to know is that it's not on the Vivo channel because um, I can't remember why we didn't put it there for, for, the, first, uh, for the first time it was released. But, but it's, you, they can, people can just type for the holidays ian garen on mm -hmm. youtube lyric video and it will pop out and yeah it's it's I, I love that we had that visual of course the idea is for next year to have a you know an official music video yes so that's we, what i was waiting to hear that's yes, what i was waiting sure. to hear i want that music video for this i already i already know like the people that i want in the video because <laughs> <laughs> You know, we've been we've been working on this for a very long time, like thinking about it and throwing ideas around because like this this song, part of the creation of it was um, to try to make it timeless, just as a whole irreplaceable record. Mm -hmm. It was made under that Michael Jackson off the wall premise where mm -hmm. every song can be a single and every song can be fresh in 30 years. Mm -hmm. That was the whole premise of it. And for the holidays was no exception. Like we wanted it to be funky and fresh but at the same time we wanted it to be timeless we we wanted we I, i'm hoping to be able to keep promoting this song for for 30 years to come if i'm still around if not my state to keep promoting it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, you know and i'm i'm asked about the music video because i think it's gonna be a perfect um renewal when the, when you release the music video for this let's say next year It'll be a perfect opportunity to continue growing this track because it's, it's 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 fantastic, and uh, yeah, it will just be refreshing. Why not? Let's an, an all-out music video for the holidays. It's a perfect idea, right? And and I've I've also like commented this with some of the members of of my team, and they they're like, well, eventually this song is going to morph into its own album because we added it. Um, as a bonus track on the irreplaceable album because i figured you know people uh have you know e enough uh niceness and kindness that people are kind enough to go and get the record on itunes and on all these streaming services and mm -hmm. download the whole album so why don't we i, I wouldn't want them to have to buy this album and then buy a single so when we were putting the record out the irreplaceable record out I thought, you know, I'll just add it as a bonus track. And everybody was going crazy telling me, no, like, this is, this is, like, it doesn't make sense because the album was coming out in March. And so they said, it's the middle of the spring. It doesn't fit into the track list. And I was like, it'll be a bonus track. And my whole idea of that was for people to have the album. And hopefully by December, they, they'll be listening to it. So they'd already have the song added in there, mm -hmm. you know, and enough time to learn it and all that. Mm -hmm. But someone mentioned like, this is song is going to morph into its own album eventually. Oh, you, yeah. you really understand that, right? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And there's actually two covers that I did um, while I was recording. No, it, it was before. 
um, I did um, a Let It Snow cover and a Jingle Bell Rock cover. And Let It Snow is in my bio uh, as the first song that appears in the bio um, as a sample of the, the period of times that I was recording covers because it's my, my favorite performance of mine. Like of all the songs that I've ever done, the way that I performed that Let It Snow cover is my favorite. So I'm not, uh, I'm not close to the idea of, you know, putting it in, in the, for the holidays album or recording all of the classics as well as some other original track, like do a nice mix of that mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. That's not that bad. Be... Yeah, that would be fantastic. Um, well, let's, 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 um, get away a little bit from Christmas because we're going to be sharing this right before Christmas. So everybody can get this in for the holidays. Huh? See what I did there. Um, but, uh, let's talk about next year because you teased something extremely well, better than I could have earlier in the program today about, uh, next year's uh, upcoming album. You told me. You gave us an idea what it, the concept of it is. Do you have an idea of when we should look forward for it coming out? They, yes, I actually, that's an interesting question because, <laughs> you know, it, it's great because I, I, you know, it, it's designed to, for me to give away stuff, but I want to uh -huh. give away some stuff and not all of it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, you tease it. <laughs> Give us a quarter of the year, <laughs> spring. <laughs> well, it's if irreplaceable uh, was adult contemporary mixed with R&B soul. Mm -hmm. I think this record, people are going, you know, it was um, adult contemporary mixed with R&B soul, but it was mostly mid-tempos, right? It was like a sing-along in the car kind of experience, you know. The there's a, there's a lot of sing-along going to that in the car. Trust me. All right. Thank Feature you. Feature in your life is, uh -huh. is on repeat sometimes, let me tell you. <laughs> thank you. And it's on the Sunday Night Army playlist, which I That's right. follow and hear every time. <laughs> there's a few songs that I've become real fan of because of that playlist. So everybody should go um, save it, follow it, and pick it up. And, Love um, and yeah, like... If, if, if Irreplaceable is a singable in the car experience, you know, the kind of barbecue type record that you would play before everybody starts getting wasted and plays more upbeat music, because that's like the way I, I see it, you know. <laughs> um, for uh, the next album, you'll be, able, you'll be able to dance to it as well. And you'll be, I don't know if, if you'll be dancing to all the tracks uh, in, in, in the in the, in, after everybody's drinking, you know, after the barbecue, but there's tracks that you'll be able to dance to. It's, I, I'll just say this, I was very inspired by the 70s. I was very inspired by the early 80s sound. I wanted it to be fresh, but at the same time that it brought back some of the classics because like Madonna once said, every record sounds the same, you gotta step into my world. So one thing that I didn't wanna do it sounds like everything that else that I see. And as I said before, I have a lot of respect for every artist that is out there doing the music that they're doing. But at times I feel like um, everything can get a little bit too sound alike and too trendy. 
you know and (laughs) i i wanted i wanted to do like um sort of a a a more me experience like one of the i don't necessarily love i'm not a big fan of the new collaboration between anderson pack and bruno mars just because you know i don't know i love them both separately and not together but mm-hmm. I, I one of the things that I like from the song uh, that they're putting out, especially uh, Skate, is that, well, the, that intro was beautiful, but <laughs> one of the things that I like is that they're not trying to emulate anyone else in the industry. Mm-hmm. They're not following. They're not working with the traditional producers that everybody's doing. They're not looking around for the latest sounds, you know, and seeing how they can get into the whole fat experience of it all. They're just going into the studio and creating genuine tracks that have a groove to them. And that's what I wanted to keep in mind. Like they are, to me, saving real music and and giving other artists wanting to do real music the chance to be out there and headline. So for the next album, yes, you'll be able to dance. Yes, you'll be able to sing out as you've been singing out with a replaceable. It'll be a much... Um, uh, for you, I, 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 I was gonna, I was gonna say a happier experience, but it's a much freer experience because it's all about embracing not being perfect. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Like Irreplaceable was about uh, hoping to get to that perfect moment, and this one is about it doesn't matter. I realized that it doesn't matter if you have the perfect moment, but you can still be happy without with all this imperfection around you. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to dance to all of that and there'll be a lot of more instrumental moments because that's something that I wanted like I wanted a piece uh pieces or pieces you know that I could dance to and shows like I I wanted the upbeat part of the show to come with in this album so it's gonna be great and there's you know another few surprises about genres that I will keep to myself so that people go because <laughs> you, you know I talk a lot so of if, course. If, if, if you let me talk then I'll reveal everything now <laughs> well we gotta tease it we gotta tease it well that's a great tease now Ian question um iangarrenmusic.com is the website everybody should follow to actually keep track of when all of this drops when the announcements happen when the teases happen and of course social media where would you uh, like everybody to go and follow you which social media would you prefer well i would love them to follow me on instagram and if they don't like instagram because you know i know that some of my demographic is more into facebook um so they can just go follow me on facebook as well or they can check the website but you know the instagram would be great i Mm. recently i recently got back to tiktok but i think that's just going to be for the holidays because <laughs> TikTok is, you know, is, is I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok, but mm-hmm. but they can go follow me on Instagram and on, on and on Facebook if they don't have an Instagram or they rather have Facebook. Because I had I had a Twitter, but I cleared that out. And um, so this is like I'm gonna let people in on a secret <laughs> that I learned my way. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I I had my Twitter like for a few years now. So mm-hmm. I had a bunch of thousand tweets that I didn't even remember what they were. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want my Twitter to be a space where the promotion of the music would happen. 
And a lot of people told me, oh, oh, social media has to be about the promotion and whatnot. And I'm like, I respect influencers, but I'm not one. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'll, I'll promote my stuff the way that I see fit. And one of the, those moments was that I wanted my Twitter, you know, I, I always have the uh, like thought, food for thought kind of yes. lines coming to my mind at all mm-hmm. times when I'm, I'm, my mind is constantly analyzing emotions and situations and, and people and the way things work like on planet earth. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I come up with this lines and I started posting them on my Facebook page, like just typing them in mm-hmm. and people would really react to them. So I, I noticed that it was something that they liked and that it was inspired. My most successful one was one that said salute to everybody working on their dreams and not on, on anyone else's. And so that was like, so I said, you know, I'm going to clear it out. And the way that I did this, and this is for anyone uh, listening who's been wanting to do this, I didn't find a way that Twitter could help me to do this, um, like in, in a button, but it's, it can be done. Like if you want to clear out your feed without having to erase one by one tweet, then what you have to do is you have to change your email and then you have to change your username and then you log, you you do that, and you can't you cancel the other account mm-hmm. once you change emails and and uh, and the name. You cancel the former account, the one that had your actual name, mm-hmm. and and so it, it'll get shut down. And then what you do is you come to the other account once it's shut once the, the the name you're using is shut down, and you return to your former name. You you you. you I don't know if I'm explaining myself right now. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah. To F up people's accounts, (laughs) you know, by saying something wrong. Um, You know, they'll they'll come back to to the new one and uh, they'll change the name back to to the one that they they had. But they have to do it like within minutes so that it it doesn't get taken, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can change the email back to the one you had and voila, fresh new stuff. No, it's perfect. And, and so I, I made it, uh, sorry, I made it oh, a, okay. uh, like a place where I now post like quotes that I do or that I read from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I follow you everywhere. And now that you mentioned TikTok, I am adding you on TikTok so you can see my um, show face and um, we can share stories that way too now. Unfortunately, TikTok is... Um, part of uh, our, our social media and, and you're right about Twitter. Twitter is to me, it's completely different for um, than anything else in a good and very bad way. So uh, um, it's both a little bit, but that's awesome. And of course uh, you guys that are listening anywhere that you follow the show, whoever you found it on all social media, Ian will be tagged in all social media. So if you see this page underneath, click on Ian, boom, takes you straight to, uh, his social media, nice, simple, straightforward, uh, go follow, like subscribe. And of course the Sunday night army playlist on Spotify. That's where all the music is. Uh, give it a whirl, uh, download everything, give, uh, you know, a bunch of plays. This track is amazing. So you guys go check it out, download it, stream it, play it, whatever you do to your music, go do it and, uh, enjoy the holidays, everybody. That's, that's what we're trying to do here today. Yeah, that's what we are. You know, <laughs> find the love just for the holidays if that if that works for you. If not, just 
shower your family and your close ones with love because they are the most important element of our lives. Exactly. And Ian, I appreciate you coming back to the show and sharing everything with me again. And of course, you are welcome anytime, and especially when the new album drops, anytime to come back on the show and we'll have a good time again. Thank you so much for having me. I will definitely take your word on that. <laughs>